Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You guys see this today? President Biden was in Boston delivering remarks on the infrastructure law, and then he started talking about airports, and he got pretty fired up. Watch this. Today, not a single solitary American airport, not one, ranks in the top 25 in the world. The United States of America, not one airport ranks in the top 25 in the world. What in the hell's the matter with us? Whoa. Then they called this boarding group, and Biden was like, never mind, everything's fine. All right, we're on. That's a good clip, too. I'm sure we'll be using a lot. What in the hell is the matter with us? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he was rocking some serious angry old man energy right there. Yeah, and as always with any of those kind of things, tell me what the criteria are. I need to know what the criteria is or are. Um, uh, How are you judging this? I might not agree with the way you're judging. Anyway. You know, I saw a list of the worst airports for, like, delays and cancellations around the world, the 20 worst, and none of those were in the U.S. See, there you go. That might be my criteria. Yeah, yeah. Just some good, solid mediocrity. Maybe that's all we can expect out of the Empire at this point. So I mentioned this last hour. If you ever miss an hour of the show, you can get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. But I like the Wall Street Journal editorial today about how, look, China's building so many coal plants. So's Africa. So's India. That us cutting back ain't going to change the temperatures in the world. And that's always my argument about all this sacrifice stuff. 
Now, I know there's a crowd out there that says, well, we should set the example. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, and how well is it going to work? And how much are we going to punish our economy? So here's the last paragraph of that article, which I thought was important. While the Biden administration does all it can to restrict U.S. fossil fuels, no matter the economic harm, Beijing is charging ahead with coal imports, coal mining, and coal power to become the world's leading economy. They must marvel at their good fortune in having rivals who are so self-destructive. Oh, boy. Yeah! Yes! They have to be slapping their forwards and saying, can you believe the world's biggest economy is punishing their economy and their citizens for nothing? Go ahead. Knock yourselves out. Have a good time with that. Well, I'm for moving in the direction of green energy to whatever extent we can without screwing up our economy. Uh, but it's funny, uh, that last paragraph, it reminds me, I've been sitting on this essay, not literally, that'd be odd behavior, but uh, holding on to it from Victor Davis Hanson on that very topic of how our rivals must be marveling at us as we tear ourselves apart. It's powerful stuff. We'll get to that later on in the show. So switching gears from second to third or something. I was happy to see that there was a little bipartisanship going on on uh, MSNBC last night uh, over this idea of our uh, members of Congress being able to trade stocks based on their insider information, which uh, a lot of people have been trying to end for years and years and years. Now, they focused on uh, mostly on Republicans who have done this, but everybody does it. It's one of the great perks of being in Congress is that you're in these committees where you discuss various things. You know there's going to be a big change to the way we regulate this or tax that. And then you uh, you can, you know, invest accordingly. Sure. And get yeah. rich. You know, I'm looking at the New York Times version of the story, and they're on it, too. I guess it's gotten much more heat than it's gotten in, in many moons as people have pushed for this. Uh, but, yeah, if, if there's a, quote-unquote, advantage of Republicans over Democrats doing this insider stuff, it is slight. It is very slight. I'm looking at the color-coded chart here. So here's a, go ahead. Ahead. Uh, here's a little bit of Stephanie Rule from her show, The 11th Hour on MSNBC last night. Newly unsealed FBI documents reveal North Carolina Senator Richard Burr made a flurry of phone calls in early 2020, just as the pandemic hit. And right around that time, he, his wife and his brother sold hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stocks. And guess what happened next? The market plunged. Burr was never charged with insider trading, despite that mountain of evidence. And here's somebody commenting on that. The American people should never doubt that when we're getting a classified briefing about uh, a virus kind of percolating on the other side of the world and what it might mean for us here in the United States, the American people should never consider or worry that we might be using that information to benefit ourselves. Um, and so thing. that's why we wrote this legislation again back back in 2020. And then finally, why aren't they voting on this or when are they going to vote on this? It's legal to be sleazy, especially in this case for members of Congress. She wrote this legislation in 2020. Nancy yeah. Pelosi has had months and months and months to bring this thing to a floor, <laughs> to the floor. September 30th, that's, that's when right. you all go on recess. You got a little over two weeks. Is there any chance Speaker Pelosi brings this thing to a vote? You can't blame Republicans on this one. 
Uh, that's right. Our, our legislation at this point has more, has 67, uh, 67 co-sponsors, Democrats and Republicans across the ideological spectrum. Uh, what I can tell you is this. If the speaker wanted to bring it for a vote this week or this month, uh, she certainly could. That voice is Abigail Spanberger, who's a co-author of the legislation. But as you heard there, and you never hear MSNBC criticizing Nancy Pelosi, but uh, there's bipartisan dislike of this. Among the electorate, for obvious reasons, we all know they're doing it. We all sure. we all can fully understand the easy advantages they have, and we've all observed that our local congressman was a regular man or woman, went off to D.C. and is now wealthy. Yeah, uh, as usual, MSNBC when they get it, even when they get it right, they get it wrong. To characterize the Burr trades as insider trading is just idiotic. I mean, if you hear there's going to be a giant. Uh, a pandemic and you decide, you know, that's probably not going to help the economy. We should sell stocks. That's just common sense. Uh, I get the difference if he gets some sort of classified briefing, but that was just dopey. Anyway, uh, as the New York Times mentions, uh, in the last couple of years, 183 senators and Congress uh, dopes reported a trade of a stock or another financial asset by themselves or immediate family members. More than half of them sat on congressional committees that potentially gave them insight into the specific companies whose shares they reported buying or selling. That's incredible. Now, I suppose Burr could have had generalized information on Although he sold stock, he didn't buy stock in Pfizer or whatever. Um, I just what bothers me about that is there's so much better examples, uh, and they have a bunch of different ones. Well, Specific it, stuff: buying and selling cattle futures uh, based on changing regulations on the agriculture committee, uh, the selling of uh, Boeing shares on March fifth, twenty twenty, one day before a House committee on which this uh, Democratic California sits released damaging findings on the company's handling of its 737 max jet crashes the day before he dumped his boeing stock wow um yeah i remember that story um so is the difficulty with the legislation you know what you're pointing out that it'd be too easy to have people get caught up where and wait a second yeah i'm in a committee where we were looking at you know x but i also read the newspapers it's pretty obvious to me that y is going to happen so i sold my stock yeah, you know, it's it's a really interesting ethical case study, uh, and I'm in favor of dealing with this somehow or other, but uh, I get the argument Nancy Pelosi has made pretty poorly, but look, I was elected to do a job, and I hear things in my job. I'm not an insider. I'm a congressperson. Oh, come on. You're not an insider. Well, you're, you're in a committee which is writing legislation that's going to affect an oh, industry. Right, right. Oh, I agree completely. I get it. But so you make that argument and and you say, OK, well, now you, you get inside information because the government is a player in the market. You ought to look at the government as, as another, uh, you know, well, uh, corporation, as it were. Yeah. And, you know, they do so many things and they hear so many things. Maybe the argument would be like, how am I supposed to invest? I get to invest, too. I didn't give up my right to ever invest in anything because I'm a congressperson. Right, right. Okay, uh, but here's where it gets difficult. Um, and again, I'm not against it. It's just complicated. So say I get elected to Congress. Number one, boy, did I dupe you people. Uh, Would you so- run against a dog? <laughs> and he wasn't a good dog. He's a bad dog. Bad, bad. <laughs> I would like to say my opponent is a bad dog. Bad <laughs> so anyway, I get elected to Congress, so I can't trade stocks. 
I got to put it in a blind trust or whatever. I assume Judy's not allowed to trade stocks either. Right, or your uh, kids. Okay. Oh, my kids can't? Uh, you'd have to because that happens all the time. That's, that's the most the common thing that happens. So my daughter See Delaney. Hunter Biden. So my up-and-coming, very bright daughter Delaney is in her 20s. She's not allowed to trade any stocks. I th- you'd have to do or, it that way. Or is there some sort of insider stock trading police keeping an eye on what she trades and when based on my involvement in whatever committees I'm put on? Uh, it's doable. It's getting a little complicated, but it's, that's doable. Yeah. yeah, it's already very, very complicated, and I could see how that would be incredibly unfair. Um, but if you don't include the kids, well, then, okay. You, okay, you, how about my brother? How about my sister? How about my dad? See Joe how Biden's, about I can name three or four friends who'd be happy to do it for me? See Joe Biden's friend, or brother, yeah. Oh, now, yeah. But, well, but the Dodge would be, friends would be... A little sketchier, but like the family members, it would just it would happen overnight. Congress people think, okay, great, great for a- adding this one layer of security. So I can't, uh, I can't do the stocks, but my kids and my wife can. All right, fine. Yeah, and again, I'm not arguing against it. It's just it isn't, and I'm I'm talking to y'all right now. Isn't it the history of the last I don't know, however many decades that we just do what feels good? Nobody thinks through the details or deals with the difficulties of it, the complexities of it. You just pass a law that makes everybody feel good. It doesn't do jack S. I mean, gun laws are a great example of that. God, spend five minutes thinking about your stupid new law, and you realize how it's going to be completely ineffective. But that's not what governance is these days or politics. You know, it's not solving problems. It's not legislating. It's getting more followers on the Instagram and more contributions. You did a good job of convincing me it's too difficult. Because uh, the average age of a congressperson is 92, so they have grandkids and everything like that. Like, right. I could even see with my nieces, like, if I'm a congressperson. And so I say, you know, I, if I were you, I'd uh, I'd invest a little in Boeing, because they're about to, I ain't going to say. And remember, 10% for the big guy. Remember All that? Right. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, my birthday's coming up, and traditional birthday gift is half the take. Yeah, for the big guy. But again, I'm not saying big guy. That's I'd call impossible. myself the bald guy. For the bald guy. Can I call myself Mr. X? You could if you wanted. Everybody wants yeah. to be Mr. X. Um, <laughs> again, I'm not saying we shouldn't do it, but it's going to be fairly complicated. Wow. So this is one where, where you've got bipartisan support. You've got MSNBC criticizing Nancy Pelosi for not bringing it to a vote. Mm-hmm. But uh, you might be right that it's just undoable. Well, quit saying that. That's not my point. No, it's not your point, but that's what I'm taking from what you're saying. Ah, okay. Well, then go ahead and say it. I think it's undoable. (laughs) Mr. Y. There might be some sort of freedom of something denying you something legal issue to it, too. Yeah, and I don't know enough about that, but at some point, you know, that's been Nancy's lame mass. I'm 80 and way past my prime argument is that we're Americans. We get to participate in the economy. Right. As she and her husband get just crazy rich. He's careening around Napa, bashing into people. Please. Hammering out of his mind. (laughs) Then he buys stock in fender repair shops. (laughs) Never ends. Uh, You can comment on this if you want. Uh, 415-295-KFTC is our website. Much more on the way.
Show. Thank you so much for what was in my head a standing ovation. Earlier tonight, as I was walking the red carpet I have at home, <laughs> I thought, what's the difference between being in movies versus television? And I realized, well, Marty can get work in television. You know what I love about working with these guys? No paparazzi, ever. <laughs> Those are some good uh, other deprecating jokes. Yeah, that that's funny stuff. That's nice. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Is that right? From Only Murders in the Building, which won something, or their presenters, I don't know. And I lost my list of who won what, so sorry I can't something. help you. I know your favorite, the Squid Game, won a big honor. Uh, yeah, but so Succession, that was drama, won Best Drama at the Emmys last night. And Ted Lasso won Best Co- Comedy once again. So there's That's what you nice. need to know. Nice, yeah. I All those shows Succession. are either uh, stuff I've been watching or are on my list. Okay. Are you into Succession yet? Because it's a no. big, big, big winner. Okay. No, I have not. Okay. Um, there's been the first fatal kangaroo attack in Australia in 86 years, and apparently it has gripped the nation. Wow. I'm I'm surprised that it's been the first in 80 years because they're they're nasty and they can like punch you with their feet right their their uh, hind feet their bottom feet what would you how would you describe that in a kangaroo I guess their hind legs yeah according to the Looney Tunes I've seen they can but I don't know if that's accurate thuck-a-da, thuck-a-da, thuck-a-da. <laughs> oh yeah absolutely okay yeah. vicious bastards um inflation numbers are out and they're not good 8.3 percent is the uh, big number that they're going with August to August and uh, that's not good you uh yeah you took a pay cut unless you got a pretty big raise uh picking some of the numbers out of the inflation well here's here for, here's an example average hourly pay in America Adjusted for inflation is minus 2.8% in the past year. Mm. Moving and that's, that's for people who are getting, you know, raises or wages were going up because hourly wages are going up. Like a lot of us, our wages haven't changed at all. And uh, so you're just going backwards quite a bit. You know what else hasn't changed, Jack? The wages of sin. Think about it. All right. Um, shelter prices. The Bible. This is That's a, right, sir. This, mm-hmm. is, this is a tough one. Shelter prices up 0.7%. That's a new high for this particular inflation cycle. The last time shelter went up that fast, that much, was 1991, which is 31 years ago. Well, wait a second, because the housing market's cooling off. So that includes skyrocketing rents, I guess? Yes. Rent is too damn high, says uh, this person who reports economics for Axios. Wow. But uh, So, yeah. So your hamburger is really expensive. Your place to live is really expensive. Your gas, while coming down, is more expensive than you were used to. And, uh, yeah, how long will this last? How long will we all take these giant pay cuts? This is Joe Biden's America, Jack. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. So Brittany is fat-shaming Christina Aguilera, and they're getting into a battle. Didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> science now understands misophonia a lot better, if you suffer from that annoying affliction. I do. So does my son. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Also, who are the unhappiest people in the world? Be glad it's not you. If you send them to Disneyland, do they break even? No, it's uh, it's national by nationality. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I thought it was like an individual couple or something. No. <laughs> if, Boy, are they unhappy. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's been a stunning advance. Ukraine's rout of Russian invaders has recaptured 6,000 square kilometers, Ukraine's president says. This land was held by Russia just a few days ago. Now it's providing a rich harvest to Ukraine's army of abandoned Russian equipment. The Russian Z symbol painted over. The guns ready to kill Russians. That's Sam Kiley, CNN. CNN continues to do, I think, the best reporting on the war in Ukraine. Uh, and uh, it's pretty fantastic. Here's Matthew Chance, also of CNN. Troops who appear to have been routed, with equipment destroyed or just abandoned in the face of a lightning Ukrainian offensive. Heavy armor, ammunition, even food and clothes left behind. As Ukrainian commanders say their Russian enemy simply turned and ran. 
Yes. Powerful, humiliating blow for the Kremlin and its military. You know, you leave behind heavy gear or even ammunition. That speaks to uh, heading out in a hurry. You leave your food? Yeah. That's like, yeah, run for your lives. Yeah, one of these uh, clips, you know, I don't want to repeat it, but uh, one of them, uh, no, he, he, the reporter asked one of the Ukrainian soldiers, so was it a tough fight? And he said, no, not really. They just took off and ran. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's being fully appreciated, The you know, what that means. What if the armies just quit? I think it, it really depends what unit you're talking about and in what part of Ukraine. There are some serious troops, Russian troops, that still occupy various chunks of land. Um, it's not going to be a widespread route, but it absolutely, the, the, the effectiveness of this counteroffensive has been amazing to about everybody, including the Kremlin. Um, let's go with 34. More from Sam Kiley on CNN. One of the most important aspects of this is not only the forcing the command and control structures to run, but the huge amounts of material that they've collected. It really has been a stunning amount, and it's all being turned around and being used against the Russians. Of course, the Ukrainians are experts with the Soviet-era material, and, of course, on top of that, they've got the the new modern equipment coming in from the United States and other NATO uh, allies. Yeah, so now they have Russia's equipment and our equipment. And then, uh, as has been said, you can reconstitute the Russian military. Maybe you can get those people back together, but they got to get new equipment from somewhere. What was it like in these towns while the Russians were there? This couple celebrated liberation. They told me that some of their neighbors were less delighted and had blamed Ukrainian forces for shelling their homes. But he insisted the incoming shells never hit the checkpoints or Russian artillery based right outside his house and so blamed the Russians for false flag attacks on civilians. He said the Russians behaved like pigs. They stole everything from all the empty houses before they ran away. The Russian guns were busy here. Their wooden ammunition boxes now stockpiled for winter fuel. Yeah, you know, we're going to hear about uh, the atrocities, which I'm sure were occurring on a regular basis uh, with these incredibly undisciplined troops. And it's also part of the Russian military culture. Always mm-hmm. has been. Well, and honestly, as the Ukrainians retake territory, the folks who decided to cast their lot with the Russians are probably going to have a pretty rough day, too. Well, that's the way it goes. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. That's the way it goes. This is one of the most interesting angles to me, is the pressure that's starting to come down on Putin, it would seem. There are other calls in Russia as well, from Russian local lawmakers, for instance, in St. Petersburg and Moscow, who are calling for Vladimir Putin to resign because of his actions, they say, are detrimental to Russia's future. Last week, another group of local Russian lawmakers called for Putin to be tried for treason. All signs of dissent that were once rare now seem to be becoming increasingly common. That's huge. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That could end up being the most important part of this story. You know, you're talking about they still have the Russia still has this capacity or this capability here or whatever. That that's not going to make any difference if we've demoralized the elite and the common man in Russia enough to turn against Putin. Yeah, I was reading about it. It's really interesting in that the uh, criticizers, the local politicians we've been talking about, local leaders, are very careful not to mention the special military action 
or call it a war or anything like that. They just say uh, Vladimir Putin should leave power and be, uh, you know, uh, convicted of treason, that sort of thing, not listing any specifics to try to avoid violating Putin's new giant crackdown on any dissent, which is double interesting to me that suggests there is some semblance of the rule of law that they're bothering to split that hair in that way. But probably more interesting, on Russian state television, which is very, very Kremlin loyal, supporters of the war are not talking about Putin sucks and we shouldn't have done this, but they're increasingly pointing figures at the disorganized and insufficiently concerted invasion, to quote the New York Times. Others are raising the issue of suing for peace. Anger and embarrassment are spreading. One senior lawmaker said in an interview that an urgent adjustment to the war effort was needed. Some of the hawks are calling for full-on draft of every Russian young man to win this epic battle. Right. But what would that cause in Russia? So one of the complications of how this thing winds down is the Biden administration has is still not talking victory or you know fully defeating the russians the language we use all the time is we want to put them in the best position we possibly can for the negotiating table now that could be we're just saying that out loud behind the scenes we are full-on arming them training them giving them info to try to just completely defeat russia and what we're trying to avoid is the appearance that russia's at war with us Right. This is what I'm hope. This is what I hope is going on. I'm hoping that you know, Secretary of Defense Austin is got one goal in mind, and that's completely defeating the Russian military and driving them out of Ukraine. But we don't say that out loud because you know, if Russia can make it look like they're at war against the United States, that benefits them in all kinds of different ways. It is possible that we actually are not trying to win and are talking negotiation, which makes it very complicated because Zelensky is not talking that way at all anymore. Ukrainian leaders and all polling in Ukraine shows, no, no, we're going to we're going to whoop their ass. We're going to drive them completely out of the country. He's got like 90 percent approval for that plan, and they have no interest in getting to the negotiating table. One more example of things that are being said out loud that get your attention. Uh, The New York Times got a senior member of parliament in Putin's party on the phone. And we're talking to him, and this guy whose name is Zatalin described the retreat by Russian troops as doing, quote, very serious damage to the very idea of this special military operation. But, and this part got my attention, he also cautioned that if criticism of the war effort from across the political spectrum spirals out of control, it could lead to unforeseen consequences, citing the Russian Revolution of 1917 and the Soviet collapse of 1991. If you're not familiar with the Russian Revolution of 1917, the current leaders at that time ended up against a wall and shot. Yes, yes. It must be underlined that this criticism should not go overboard, he said. Otherwise, it could spoke an uncon- spark an uncontrollable reaction. Wow. Yeah, as I heard it pointed out by a historian yesterday, Russia has a history of replacing their leaders when things go poorly. Uh, going way how, back to czars. How embarrassed slash angry is the military leadership of Russia? Boy, if I was going to take the temperature of one patient in that hospital of woe, it might be the military leaders. 
If I was going to take the temperature of one patient in that hospital of woe, that's a good sentence. I thought that was pretty good. That is good. I mean, it was obviously (laughs) way overwrought, but (laughs) I I wandered into it, not sure where I was going. I I thought I came out of it pretty good. Here's a tease for you before we do this here little commercial. Yes, what's to come? I'm taking in tons of information on this. This is my favorite story, the whole Ukraine. So I listen to a lot of podcasts with all the best thinkers around there. One of my favorite thinkers on this, who's been observing it from every angle, knows his military history, knows his politics, knows his Russia, was asked the question, how does this end? What was his answer? No. Have that for you next. We got to wait? What are you going to eat tonight? Well... Yeah, I was going to say a delicious, delicious message from our friends at HelloFresh, and that's the very question they help you answer. What do you want to do tonight? What do you want to eat tonight? Is anything thawed? No. We could go to the store. It's already six. You know, oh, I hate that conversation. With HelloFresh, you're not going to have it. And every night when it happens, it's like, what? Again? So depressing. We eat every night? (laughs) Because I'm doing the single dad thing with a couple of kids and trying to figure out how to feed them. They get home from school and they got homework. You know how the whole thing works. And you want these quick and easy meals uh, or delicious snacks and sides that you can get from HelloFresh. Saves a lot of time. Uh, plus, saves a lot of money. Not only cheaper than the grocery store, but also 25% cheaper than getting takeout. And it's fresh when you make it and delicious. They even have baking kits to do with the kids. Get 16 free meals. That's right. You'll get 16 free meals across seven boxes with the code Armstrong16 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. Judy and I had HelloFresh last night for dinner. We're going to have it again tonight. Uh, Armstrong16 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. Again, HelloFresh.com Armstrong16. One more time from General Barry McCaffrey on the Russian troops that fled. The discipline of the Russian army at battalion level isn't there. It's just astonishing. These soldiers are drunk, stupid, ill-trained. They left units uh, without transport as they started to flee out of the the encirclement up uh, northeast of uh, Kharkiv. Uh, It's really astonishing to see the low quality, not just of the privates, uh, but of the tactical directions. I have low-quality privates myself. <laughs> oh, boy, how disappointing. <laughs> wow, drunk, stupid, and ill-trained. Yes, exactly. So you've got the... So here are all the elements pitched to this expert I was listening to uh, on a podcast yesterday, really looking forward to his opinion on you know how this ends. So you've got the military fleeing the way you just heard there. You've got winter coming where both sides think it's to their advantage. Europe thinks we ain't buying your gas. So you've always counted on this big inflow of money in the winter from Europe because you're the Europe's gas station and you ain't getting it this year. Putin thinks it's to his advantage. You've always counted on my energy in the wintertime and you're going to freeze your German, French, and British asses off mm. when you're not getting it from me. Both sides think that, that, that that's to their advantage. Das frozen Arschen, yeah. You got the uh, political aspect of it. We were just talking about it internally in Russia. All these different aspects. We continue to supply arms, all these different things. So they asked the expert, how does this end? And the answer was, I have no frigging idea. <clears throat> there are just way too many moving parts and unknowns to have the slightest idea how this is going to turn out. Nobody saw this past weekend coming. Nobody. Nobody was predicting this. Absolutely nobody was predicting that Ukraine takes 2,300 square miles in three days. A week ago, nobody was saying that. So where does this go? Who knows? 
Does Ukraine have the people and the gear to do a blitzkrieg of Crimea? Boy, that would if they retake Crimea, Pooter's at the bargaining table. Well, you got Ori unleashes unleashes the tactical nukes as we were discussing with Mike Lyons the other day. Yeah, yeah. I hope the experts are right who believe that it just doesn't serve Putin. I mean, it just it just because the wind blows their direction and the way the world would turn on him, it just. But, you know, you go back to the question everybody was asking at the beginning of this thing. Is he a crazy person? Is he dying of a disease? Or, you know, we, we don't know these things. Does he does he want to go down in history as the who knows? Who knows? If he's rational, he wouldn't use nukes because it's not going to benefit him. Uh, what was the point I was going to make before the nuke thing came up? I had a point. Uh, Putin, I have Russia, no idea. In Europe, and nobody knows how this is going to turn out. Nobody saw it coming. Freezing. Nobody asses. saw it coming. That that was the angle I was on. Nobody saw this coming. So I don't know. Senior moment. I don't have any. I had a really. I was really happy about the point I was about to make. Well, I enough said. Hmm. Thought you brought it all together for us. Uh, Putin. Maybe the Putin unhappiest will people in the world. Who are they? What country is it? You? No, it's not you. Does he put a bullet in his own head at some point? If somebody else doesn't do it first, what's the last time a dictator went out that way? Hitler. But I mean, you had to get clear to the very end. It's his wedding night, wasn't it? You know, maybe things didn't go well. Maybe it didn't go well. Maybe he had what was the term? Disappointing privates. <laughs> hey, we, we need to take a break. <laughs> It was so bizarre and so grotesque. Correct. More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We need to start with the UK, which is clearly still reeling from the shocking death of a 96-year-old woman from natural causes. <laughs> it is a big moment, which, for some reason, absolutely everyone felt that they had to weigh in on, from Crazy Frog to Domino's UK, which posted everyone at Domino's joins the nation and the world in mourning the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Our thoughts and condolences are with the royal family, which I guess is nice, although if the world is mourning, they should maybe tell the US Domino's account, whose most recent tweet as of this taping is, if you're reading this, it means you need pizza. Like to confirm. Get your f***ing house in order, Domino's! <laughs> A lady is dead! <laughs> wow, not reverent. The unexpected death of a 96-year-old woman. That's exactly the way I felt about it when people were saying, it's just so shocking. All right. Okay. You're... <sighs> Okay, all somewhat, right. Somewhat easily shocked. I do think it's interesting. People are being arrested for uh, bad mouth in the Queen. Now, one person I saw arrested, it looked like they were disrupting a ceremony or something like that. But one guy got snatched off the street merely for um, bellowing, we didn't elect him at, uh, at the um, uh, King Charles shaking hands with people. Hmm. Yeah, I don't approve of that. No. Obviously, he's a free speech advocate. Right. Interesting that they have that that take on things. Well, there. and there are many, many injustices you can point to in uh, Britain, Canada, that sort of place, Australia even, where the whole, no, 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 we're just going to forbid hate speech or speech that hurts people's feelings. And, uh, and of course, it, you can never do that. That never works. It's terrible. The right to free speech exists to protect unpalatable speech because somebody finds virtually all speech unpalatable. At the Dolphins-Patriots game in Miami over the weekend, somebody left some coals burning near a car. They're tailgating. You ever tailgated, actually, like, set up the grill? and I've never actually brought a grill and set it up, but I, I used to hang out with people who did that with Chiefs games. Back when the Chiefs sucked, we would go to games and do that and actually grill and be there for hours ahead of time. The you make a day of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're you're half or fully drunk before you walk into the stadium for mm. the next four hours of activities. And, uh, and, and it's like a nine-hour day. I did that like twice and thought, all right. And then these guys did it every Sunday for years. All right. You know, fine. But that's, I just I can't, can't commit to my whole day to that. But anyway, uh, this person had the grill too close to a car, which blew up and uh, ended up 11 cars got torched in the, in the parking lot. 11. Staying shame. Including somebody who lost their Mercedes S63, who they said had $3,000 in cash in the vehicle. <laughs> Good idea. Or you just tell the insurance people that. Yeah, I had $3,000 in cash, and uh, 
All kinds oh, of rare items. Rolex. Or... I had a Rembrandt. Uh, yeah, I keep my Rembrandt in the back seat. And it and burned my out. wife's fur coat. Yeah, that too. That's it. So give me my shame. money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of things we really don't have time to cram in at this point, uh, but uh, science understands a lot more about misophonia now. Oh, we got to talk about that. My son's got that worse than me. Yeah, and I could go into some detail, but what they've discovered is that it actually, in some people, it triggers, you know, a mm. sound, for instance. Oh, that's the my, my dog licking himself. Oh, God, please stop. See, weird, like that sound doesn't really bother me. It makes my son insane. Mm. Misophonia is if you got various sounds that make you murderously angry, which or I know sounds just, yeah, well, okay, yeah, close enough. I know that sounds crazy to you. If you don't have it, some people, a sound triggers their fight or flight mechanism. That sound lights up that part of the brain. Oh. Whereas the person sitting next to them, that part of the brain just remains all gray and gooey and unlit. Do you have a like you don't like somebody clicking their pen? Does that make yes. you do, that does that yes. to you? Yeah, it makes me insane. Yeah. That, and it's weird how it works because that one, I don't like it, but it doesn't make me. The crinkling of cellophane. I am going to murder someone. Mm. If the crinkling of cellophane continues. It's your anterior insula, Jack, which is involved with processing disgust, fear, and anxiety. Disgust? So more on that to come, plus uh, Karen Bass, who's running for mayor of Los Angeles as a crook. Much, much more. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.